they're like the bees of the construction industry, right? The bees go, you kill off all the bees, and apparently we all die. So for those champions, those guys out there that are doing it, how can we best support them? And with what you do, with how, just as an industry, mm. how do we help those guys get to where they need to be? If you're good at what you do, why would you just, you know, why would you just be good to like a tiny few people? Why don't you be good to a lot of people? Just quickly before we get started, if you don't have time to review your own construction contracts that you're about to sign, or you don't have the expertise, obviously you're an expert in some other area, maybe not in contracts, please go to quantumcontractsolutions.com, book in a call with our team, and we will show you how we can help you sign a better contract that has way less risk and ultimately set you up to make more profit on your construction contracts and stay in business over the long term. Go to quantumcontractsolutions.com and we'll see you there. Hey, construction legends. So I'm Kian Brennan, your host, and I'm the founder and CEO of Quantum Contract Solutions. I'm joined Rom Newsbum, the legend from the popular podcast, Construction Champions. And in this particular episode, resonated a lot with me because I have been the guy on both sides of the fence. I've gotten my hands dirty on construction sites and I've been the guy rejecting invoices and payments and all of that sort of stuff. And so today we talk about the champions. So our guys, the ones that get their hands dirty, understanding the contractual process from a contractor perspective and how to best support them and get them where they need to be. Let's dive in. Kian, it is great to have you here today. Thanks for having me on, Ron. I am excited to have this conversation with you. Kian is a rock star, entrepreneur, leader. See some awards sitting behind him. I'm sure he might dive into some of that. I don't know. But Kian, why don't you tell all the construction champions out there a little bit about you? I'm the CEO of a company called Quantum Contract Solutions. So we're essentially contracts is a big thing in construction, signing contracts, not reading the contracts you're signing, like you're taking the, the terms and conditions box on Facebook and getting yourself in trouble because of that. And so a long time ago, the access to that expertise and skill set was reserved for the big construction companies. You can pay lawyers lots of and lots of money. And what we do is essentially give smaller construction companies access to top tier help to negotiate a much better contract to manage your contract in a post contract award phase so that you get your changes approved you get your delays approved and you don't get yourself into disputes and so it's different in that we're fully online and we are a lot more cost effective than our competitors who would be lawyers and contracts people and Frankly, our people are the guys that get their hands dirty, not the construction companies that have never seen a construction site in their life, which I'm sure you know plenty of. <laughs> no, I love that, that you guys that understand this stuff from the granular level, not from just a law perspective, just from a construction perspective, which is what lacks so often in our industry. Because let's face it, there's a lot of different angles where people can come in and do a bunch of different stuff and make a lot of money but they've never been out there. So there's still a lot of room for error. It doesn't best serve the end contractor and builder. So I love that you guys are the ones that got your hands dirty. You understand the terminology and 
It's not like just going and hiring a lawyer that's looking over something and here you go. No. It's a lot a more personal. Lawyers don't understand what a scaffolder does, what a civil company does, you know, specifically, you know, digging trenches if you're an electrical company and pulling cable and you're a fabricator, all of that. So like sometimes you get a contract and half it doesn't matter because half it doesn't apply to you. So there's no point negotiating some of it that doesn't literally doesn't apply to the thing that you're doing. And then on the other side, there's some stuff that's really important specifically to the trade that you have. So mm. it is different and you need to have that construction understanding of what actually happens on site. Awesome, man. I love it. So let's jump right in. I'm going to ask the million dollar question. And that is what makes a construction champion? So for me, my analogy is that the sub trades in construction, the subcontract are the champ. And let me give you a reasoning why. It's because they're like the bees of the construction industry, right? The bees go, you kill off all the bees, and apparently we all die. I think Einstein said that years ago because it, there's a knock on effect. The thing is, the subcontractors are the guys that actually do the construction work. You got your general contractors, you got your bigger companies, they get finance from a bank, they win a big project, and then they subcontract out all the work. More often than not, they don't do any sort of construction. They're more like a finance company. And so the subcontractors, the guys that actually do the thing, the guys that dig the holes, that do what what did you say? Demolish houses, rebuild they them. Burn the house down. Burn the house down. They're the guys that actually get onto site, get their hands dirty. And so for me, if you're a person on site or and a lot, do you know what? For me, it's the owners of those companies that are champions because no other no other industry has the leaders of those companies who have risen more often than not from being a tradesperson to starting your own business to growing their own business. More often than not, these people have been on site and, and literally gotten their hands dirty. I love it because what you just said is so true. And it's one of the only industries where you can't necessarily, I mean, it happens, but like just buy yourself into a position. Like it takes an understanding and a lot of doing. And a lot of these guys that own these companies and run them, I know a lot of the construction champions that listen out there, you know, they started the same place. Like I just as a laborer out in the field and fell in love with it and decided this is what they wanted to go do. And then that's thing, you know, they had their own business mm. and they are the backbone of I mean, the that, entire that was, industry. That was me at 13. My father felt that I needed a bit of bit of hard work, a bit of toughening up. And it's, obviously it's a different time now. I'm not sure you'd get away with that now, but he sent me and my cousin to a building site in Portleash in Ireland. And it, they were build, building a cinema, which is really nice when I go back and have a look and look at the cinema. Now it looks old and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm getting old. But a week later, he drove by to see how we were going. And he looked in and he saw myself and my cousin both driving dump trucks around the place, uh, <laughs> moving stuff from here to there at 13. So at that stage, we were like, this is good. And we also got, you know, a bit of money in our pocket for we used to go away on holiday every year. And he used to say, I'll take you, but I'm not spending a dime on you when you're there. You got to earn your own money. So if you want to spend stuff, you want to buy stuff, you got you got to do it yourself. So we'd have a, not a lot of money. It didn't pay us, obviously, a fair wage. They paid us child labor wages. But when we got there, it was nice to have a bit of money to, you know, buy a T-shirt or buy whatever. It was it was it was a nice feeling. It was a nice reward to we put in the sacrifice, which we enjoyed. We were driving around stuff and then we got to spend a bit of money. It was a nice entrance into the industry. That's kind of how it just 
works. I can 100% relate with that. And yeah, I don't know if you can get away with that kind of stuff today or not. But I remember my dad dropping me off at his buddies where they were building a just huge uh, strip malls. And he dropped me off there because he, he just the guy just needed somebody to just do miscellaneous crap all day long. So I'd be sweeping stuff, cleaning stuff up, doing just all day. Like that was my dad was like, hey, I got you a gig. I don't know what it's going to pay, but I'm going to drop you off super early in the morning. And then I'll come get you whenever he says you're done. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. I'm like going in. I remember we had a next door neighbor and he'd just be smoking like a trooper, right? All the way in. And we were just like, oh, well, what's going on here? And, you know, it was interesting so for those champions those guys out there that are doing it how can we best support them and with what you do with how just as an industry Mm. how do we help those guys get to where they need to be so we'll get back to the pod in two seconds. And so if you're getting some value from this or you're enjoying it and you think there's other people in the construction industry that would also, please just use your thumb, share it with them on WhatsApp or whatever uh, way that you share these type of things, Facebook, whatever it happens to be. Um, it makes a huge difference to the podcast. It allows us to grow and impact more people. And we really, really appreciate it. Thanks. The one big problem I see a lot with the companies that we deal with, I'm not going to go specific into contracts themselves, but is that we have that story, the story that we've just both told. And the guy has, or the person has started off and he's started as a laborer, whatever, or maybe he was, I don't know, whatever, electrician, and he starts his own business. And then because he's good at what he does, he kind of gets himself a good reputation for being good. He's good at delivering projects and he does a good job and the business grows kind of by default because of his reputation for being good and, you know, where it gets out there and he grows. That's kind of the story of most construction companies grow and then they grow and they grow. And then what happens is you move from being in construction to being in the business of construction. And that's different. And it's different in that you need different people in the organization. You need different skill sets in the organization. And as you grow as a company, you all of a sudden, and that's obviously the famous phrase is what got you here won't get you there. And so continuing to do the same thing no longer works because of the sophistication of the business that has happened by default. And so a lot of people get stuck at that point. And so at that point, working harder doesn't do it. And so people in like we just talked about working hard has been the solution to all problems in the past. And so a lot of these guys will, you know, if you're they'll go right, I'll just go back on the site and I'll pick up the tools again and I'll start working hard again. It doesn't move the business forward at all. And so when you get to that stage, that's where I see the biggest problem for these guys. They don't take that next leap in the scaling of the growing of their construction company, whether that be all of a sudden you need a better financial system, you need a customer relationship tool, you need a contracts function, which is, I guess, where where we help. You need all of these other different things that start to come into the business. And then you got to manage all of this. And then all of a sudden, and then from a high level, let's just say, let's go back to the, the original level. The level one is you need to have the skills to be able to do the thing that you do. The next thing is you're going to hire people. And so how do you make sure that they're good and they're doing it to the standard that you used to do it? And so that that's all about character traits. That's about developing new character traits to be able to lead people 
to do what you did. And that's another skill set that a lot of people don't have, right? And again, they just default back into working hard and follow me. This is exactly how I do it. And that that doesn't work. So typically, that is the biggest problem that stops construction companies growing. And, you know, why, why bother growing? Well, for me, it's you know, if you're champion of, of construction, we want you to be making a bigger impact, helping more people. If you're good at what you do, why would you just, you know, why would you just be good to like a tiny few people? Why don't you be good to a lot of people? I, I agree with that, that uh, I say it on here all the time is that just we're naturally inherent fixers. Like that's why we're in the why we're builders or contractors or uh, just in construction, because it's one place where you can go in and you can learn how to fix stuff in we don't necessarily apply that the best to the business aspect. We just treat it too much like it's a job site a lot of times, and we just don't treat it like it's a business. That's and that's that's it in in a nutshell. I mean, there's two sides of construction, really, if you want to think about it. And there's the constructing side of constructing, the building side, and then there's the money side. And so there's no point, and I'm sure a lot of the people listening today will, there's no point going aside, doing some work and not getting paid for it. That just doesn't work. That cycle doesn't work or it can only work for so long. So if you don't know how to do work, be asked to do additional work, then do the paperwork to make sure that you get paid for that additional work is really important. A lot of times these companies will turn around and say to you, like a massive amount, I can give you some terrible examples, but you'll do work essentially for free. You'll go and try and claim for that work and then they'll reject it on a contractual basis. You've not submitted your notice or your change within the time frame. Therefore, you've taken that on. And so a lot of construction companies will do work for free. And what happens in that those scenarios is their cash flow gets restricted. And so in construction, most people think, you know, if people go out of business, the, the statistics in construction, it's such a risky business. Obviously, there's so many variables. There's materials, there is people, there's weather, there's whatever, right? Access Loads of stuff can happen. It's a very risky industry fact, right? 26% of all insolvencies, all insolvencies come from the construction industry. So knowing that, you've got to be able to handle the risk that comes with that. And ultimately, it's having the sophistication. So a lot of people think that construction companies, when you go out of business, you go boom, you go bang, you're out of business. It's an event. But it actually is an event. It's it's more of a process where your cash flow gets massively restricted over time until you choke out. And so I heard a guy, a book that we were sharing before this, a guy say that businesses don't die of starvation, they die of indigestion.